Need custom-made images, videos, and more for your next campaign? Discover Shutterstock Studios, offering end-to-end creative solutions and content for major brands and agencies. With most productions worldwide on pause, Shutterstock Studios is your secret weapon for getting the content you need. Learn more at Shutterstock.com studios. Welcome to the Pop-Up Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Sandler. Together, we'll discover the latest and greatest in experiential retail, marketing, and pop-ups. That means fashion, retail, restaurants, art, and entertainment. You're going to hear about new business models, creative strategies, and the latest technologies available that make pop-up sales and marketing effective for brands. Amanda Patterson is the co-founder and CEO of The Callist, an interactive video plugin for e-commerce applications. Think shoppable video at scale. The Callist helps brands create community moments that deliver frictionless shopping experiences from their websites and provides brands with deep consumer insights. Prior to founding The Callist, Amanda spent almost a decade as a strategy and management consultant working with technology solutions with Fortune 100 and 500 companies. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning. It's so nice to be with you. I'm really pleased that you're with us today on the Pop-Up Biz podcast, Um, especially because you couldn't help but notice over the last year how much shoppable video began to emerge in all different kinds of forms on social media platforms, on some websites, really from a pretty broad range of brands and retailers and companies. So, you know, I'm looking at all of these technologies and really trying to understand what differentiates them, you know, how they are rolling out into the market. So I'm so excited to hear more from you about the call list and how it works. Great. And I'm excited to share. And I think to your point, it's such a timely conversation uh, around what, what brands are doing and, and why they are going to different types of interactive uh, and video experiences, because it really, there really are different opportunities to engage an audience based on your goals. If you could walk us through the technology a little bit and tell us just really how does the call list work on an e-commerce site? Sure. I mean, you did a pretty good job with that introduction. (laughs) So uh, at the risk of boring everyone with repeating a little bit of that, the call list is interactive video for e-commerce. So our plugin, and and I want to differentiate a little bit between, um, you know, an API and and a plugin. Our plugin is meant to be extremely lightweight. So, uh, so we, we say the word integration, but it really could be, you know, you using a site generator tool and just turning your, your website to that, uh, that page and we show up on your site. 
downloading a Shopify app. It's meant to be really lightweight and take the burden off of any of your tech resources who are, who are undoubtedly already doing so many things, so many jobs at once. So, so with our integration into your brand's website, you can video call your entire audience at once. And we give your brand community access to talk directly with your designers or influencers, impact the evolution of your line and your mission and make sales while gaining all of those insights around engagement. And that feels, that can feel a lot like a brand and FaceTime from your e-commerce site. So this one or, you know, a couple of hosts to many, uh, they see their, their studio audience streamed back to them and the, the participants, the audience members feel like they're in a one-to-one interaction with the hosts. Uh, now we've kind of expanded that tool set and you could have, uh, party rooms or watch parties, uh, for these, these kind of events as well. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But what we're seeing is that uh, basically you can get on a video call with your favorite influencer, designer, stylists, or have an interactive beauty tutorial with a celebrity makeup artist. And you can shop the products as they're answering your questions about technique. And that's how partners like Armani Beauty and NARS are leveraging the call list. So we integrate with an e-commerce platform like Shopify and allow hosts to share products directly from their site while they're live streaming and taking questions from the audience, either, uh, you know, through dialogue. So the audience can raise their hand or through a chat box. And so, uh, so they can choose to unmute their audience. Everyone can hear their questions and comments. Uh, and we also give brands a better understanding of their communities by being able to send out survey questions. Uh, and letting the audience chat among themselves if they want with participant chat walls, which we just launched with uh, NARS last week. Oh, that's exciting. Uh (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that is one of the things that interests me the most about how you apply the technology here is that it gives, you know, consumers a voice in the process, in the experience. And I've heard you say this before, that it gives agency to consumers Talk to us a little bit about what kind of impact do you think that's having on the participants that you're seeing in these events? You know, they really sort of, participants and audiences really sort of come alive uh, because they don't often get the opportunity to interact in this sort of intimate uh, although, you know, virtual setting with these experts or influencers or, or brand representatives, and it gives them a voice. And so, you know, when, when you allow people to come into that virtual brand space and give them the option to impact the narrative, that can be really powerful in their adopting of of that uh, information and excitement and enthusiasm around the brand itself. Right, right. It can also be, you know, challenging sometimes when you open something up to a live audience. So, you know, is there a management component there? For example, are questions like pre-screened by the experts? Yeah, I mean, that it all really, all those elements really depend on the brand. So, we think of the call list as powering interactive TV on your terms. And so if you're talking about a, 
an Armani beauty who has a masterclass even later today for artists and media and influencers, they really embrace the conversational Q&A aspect of the platform and encourage their audience to raise their hand and ask product and technique questions directly to the celebrity makeup artist hosts. Um, and this is true of most of our digitally native brands as well on Shopify. So they've built this community and they want to give them direct access uh, sort of unfiltered to their experts and influencer champions. But some brands, as you sort of alluded to, <laughs> uh, feel a bit more sort of protective of the interactions for any number of reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be the event format, uh, maybe the celebrity host or the time won't allow for a lot of verbal discussion with guests. They feel hesitant to take questions without screening, for example. Uh, so these brands will often take questions through a chat box uh, and have those relayed to the host or the host can kind of pick and choose what they answer. Uh, and then also there's this option too, to have a chat wall among participants and you can pull questions and comments from there and, uh, and sort of interactive as you please. We do partner with some pretty sophisticated producers who support many of our global brand partners. Uh, with a higher tech production quality, and, and they will rehearse the event's run of show, check on lighting, connection, and then provide some guidance around the flow of that Q&A. Uh, it really is under the brand's control of who and when they unmute their audience members to speak up and, and uh, be part of the event's content. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's good to know that it can be that flexible, you know, and really work to the, you know, the ethos of the brand and what they're going to be comfortable with. And I think that that's certainly understandable coming from an agency background where you typically work with some clients who are, you know, more willing to take risks and some who, as you said, feel more protective. Um, but I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's, it, I think too, as brands get more comfortable in this virtual interactive space, they start to let their guard down a little bit and they're not, uh, they're not so afraid of meeting their audience face-to-face, -face, if you will. And is it primarily, I mean, I would imagine that these are invitation-driven events. So the brand knows who's registered and is expecting a particular audience. Is that, is that how it normally works? I think for the most part, you're totally spot on. So, so we even offer as part of the plugin, you can design a registration form. So you can capture any number of uh, fields ahead of the event or leading up to even, you know, just a few minutes before. And that always includes a name and an email address. So these, the brand knows who's joining. Um, there's some there's some level of uh, sort of shared information there, but they can also solicit questions, ask if they want samples sent out and things like that. So, so yeah, I, I think in that way, the brand feels a little bit more comfortable. This isn't just a, a live broadcast free-for-all. This is a space where people come to be part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that helps the audience feel a bit more comfortable and confident as well, is that they've, you know, been kind of selected to participate in this event. It feels a little safer, I think. Absolutely. This is another level of access.
from what I've seen so far from the demos, it looks great. I'd love to participate in something in real time. So hopefully I'll have the opportunity to do that soon. And, you know, the other part of this is the expert and the influencer and how, you know, that comes together for the brand. And I'm wondering, does the call list get involved in matching influencers to brands or do they usually come to you with everything packaged and they know exactly how they want the event to go? It's a good question. I, yeah, we, we typically work with the brand itself or, or PR and experiential agencies, and they come with everything packaged. So we're a software company. Absolutely. We power this dynamic and, and help them realize a a vision. Um, so no matching on our part, we're definitely not in the content space. We just want to, uh, to make their vision come to life in the virtual space. Right. So it's a great education tool and you are there to really help them understand how to use it and how to make it successful. And I think the, um, the surveys and the data that you can provide must be a huge asset. You know, I think for the, for the brands that I see leveraging all the full suite of tools, they really have deep insight on an individual basis to the preferences and uh, in real time of their audience and can, can shape the narrative around that. So uh, for example, if you ask folks, if you're about to do a beauty masterclass and you ask folks if, you know, they've been toying around with any eye looks lately um, for Zoom calls and things like that. Uh, you can kind of get a sense for where everybody's at, how they're feeling about uh, what you're what you're about to present, and you might adjust that based on uh, what people's interests are. We get a lot of skincare brands as well, and they do a little polling around of the level of education that people have. Uh, so far around some of the ingredients, and that will help them dive deeper or move away from certain topics that uh, are well known. Totally. So it really helps them kind of set up the room and tailor the conversation and the information, which is great. Um, I think that, you know, if you're doing something like pre-recorded, for example, you just don't have that opportunity. Yeah. You have to go with what you planned. Yeah, that's great. So it, it feels very live and, and in real time, and it is. Um, so talk to us a little bit about the results, what's coming out of this. I mean, I love the fact that you're connected directly to Shopify. So you can actually see sales, you know, intention, um, purchase behavior and, uh, yeah, I'd love to learn more about that. Sure. I, I mean, as, as we talked about turning your influencers and experts into sales associates definitely gets results. So it's, uh, they're the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you're shopping with them and they're sharing how to use the products and why they love them. And, uh, I'm not at Liberty to divulge brand specific information, but I'm thinking right now of, of a couple of more than a couple of direct to consumer brands that are achieving between 16 and 20% conversion to cart during their events. And some even higher, because as you mentioned, they, they have these techniques they use to drive attendance and qualify customers prior to their event. So these are people who want to have a conversation um, and that, that always helps with sales. Another big trend that we notice, which is a big value add for brands awareness 
is the virtual press release. So brands launch products by customizing the look and feel of their events. And they even send out some product goodies ahead of time and invite influencers, media, and industry experts who in turn post videos and screenshots of social, on social media of the branded event. So a, a partner brand of ours hosted an event in December with just 65 attendees that achieved over 20 million impressions on social media within 24 hours. So you're really moving them to share and extend the reach of that event. Absolutely. You're creating a special moment in the virtual space, which which is somewhat rare now, right? We're, I can't remember the last you know, 10 things that I saw on Instagram scrolling, but if I'm able to have a, a connection in that reciprocity, then that stays with you and it's exciting. You want to share that. We've kind of set up a scenario where VIP consumers are, are starting to expect that they're going to receive things in the mail from brands. <laughs> and, you know, just the nature of that, that type of selling is, is changing. And I think it's working. You know, people, in my experience, um, want to buy, you know, want to have a direct relationship with the brands. And that's going to, you know, the shape of that is going to continue to change as we move forward. Um, I really enjoyed seeing the video demo on your website of the Honest Companies event with their Glossy launch. Um, just, just everything about the way that that happened um, was interesting. And, and I wondered if you could just talk a little bit about these community moments and, you know, what you've seen so far. Sure. Yeah, that was that was really fun. And that was kind of a big moment for us because Jessica Alba hosted that event. Uh, I think it was in it was last summer. Even. Yeah, I love her. Um, she's, she's amazing. She she really is. And mm -hmm. people just obviously, I mean, just like we are right now, respond to her energy. Mm -hmm. uh, and I I think I I mentioned you know, in the intro that we have a few flavors of events, but that one, that style is definitely our bread and butter. So the one or a few hosts to many, many to one uh, dynamic where Jessica was, I believe, you know, that was the height of the pandemic uh, that we're still in, <laughs> but she was, she was in her, in her home and she invited, uh, a crystal expert because the, the gloss C launch was a crystal infused lip gloss to join her on screen and talk a little bit about crystals. And the whole time the audience is, is being streamed back to Jessica and, um, and the other host. And so she could see people putting on the lip gloss. She pulled the audience to see what their favorites were. And she was kind of surprised and excited by their responses. They raised their hands and asked her questions directly. And it was just a way for her to connect as I believe she really, you know, enjoys in person as well with that brand community and be able to share that moment of intimacy and talk about her process. Another event like that more recently was uh, Anomaly Hair Care's launch with, uh, the, with Priyanka Chopra Jonas, who shared her inspiration for the line and talked about the development process with another industry guru. And then she took questions from the audience and, and it's just, it, it's just so special to have these women who are so multifaceted and in, intelligent um, 
in a space where they're willing to, and, and, you know, Priyanka was in London and most of the audience was in North America and, um, and she was able to, to have that connected intimate moment with them among her busy day, you know, Mm -hmm, mm um, I like, there are so many fun events that have happened in the last <laughs> year. I mean, I could go on and on. Like the we have a we had a GHD Wish Upon a Star collection launch where they had 12 events, one for every zodiac star sign. And the celebrity hairstylist Justine Marjan created 12 unique lo- looks with their styling tool. And then they had the Astro twins talk about uh, what all the signs could expect. And so you can imagine there were loads of questions in every event. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and those things, I mean, I think they, they go deep. I think that they really create loyalty um, between the consumer and the brand. You know, you don't forget that experience. And if you have a choice of one over another, you're going to remember, you know, that day that, that you got to, you know, hear directly from Jessica or whomever, you know? Well, and you just said, I spent many years as a a management strategy consultant uh, and a big topic was driving loyalty. And I am a big believer that that is modern day loyalty. When you, I I think the evolution of, uh, of sort of digital consumption goes from static consumption to, Hey, I want to interact and I want to have a voice in this brand's narrative and feel like I have a direct relationship. And, and that not only creates, you know, consumer loyalty, but virality, because then I want to share my experience and, uh, and sort of, uh, be enthusiastic about this relationship that I have. Right. I mean, I can't help think that I know that you're originally from the Midwest, right? From St. Louis. Uh (laughs) And I'm originally from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, And, you know, these are places where, I mean, at least when we were growing up, we didn't often have as much physical access to the cool brands, you know, the great brands that we were seeing in media and let alone, you know, activations and events. I mean, (laughs) they just weren't coming to town all that often. So I think this really helps um, consumers who are interested enough, you know, to be involved with the brand social to sign up and, you know, kind of close the FOMO gap. Oh my gosh. Well, totally. We're two Midwestern girls, Um, (laughs) but I, I mean, my friends in St. Louis have always been interested in what's happening in New York and Mm -hmm. what's on my fitness instructors playlist. And did I get to that shop or that restaurant and who am I meeting with? And, and so with the call list, I see so many brands able to more intimately engage their communities in regions where they will likely never have a brick and mortar presence, or certainly to your point, wouldn't focus a pop-up. And these are devoted fans. So they're high value prospects who really light up when they get to converse with brand experts and influencers on this level. So the many regions that haven't been given an opportunity for direct connection with the brands are totally delighted when they get asked, get to ask a question or send a direct messages that they love something. Um, and that energy is, you know, we talked a little bit about with, Jessica Alba is palpable 
And the hosts feed off of that because they get to see facial expressions or when um, people are doing their makeup along with the celebrity artist. It's really, it's really cool and like very intimate. Yeah, I think that's why those consumers can often be the best ambassadors for brands. And this is a great way for them to find them. Absolutely. This is, this is an awesome way to, so all consumers, when you think about a funnel, some will just need to have sort of an image exposure. Some will need a video, but a lot need a little bit more. They need a little bit more of a conversation. And this is that next step uh, that can really sort of close the deal and, and have that uh, fan for life. Yeah. Remember those Midwestern girls are far less jaded and I think we appreciate the brand, the quality even more. Totally. We love to go in and uh, I used to love to play at the makeup counter with uh, all the, the artists and associates. Yeah, definitely. So I know that you're working, you know, very deeply in the fashion and beauty worlds. And I'm just, you know, thinking there are so many other applications that are coming to my mind. You know, I'm thinking, Ooh, if I have this tool, what do you think? Where do you think is the next area of growth for the call list? Well, you know, I think beauty, skin, and hair care, of course, but also we're seeing a lot of food and nutrition. Mm. So they seem to be the early enthusiastic adopter of these interactive virtual events. But that makes a lot of sense because often these brands historically have strong educational components to their interactions and communications with customers. So I told you that I used to love to go into the, the beauty counter, but I started my career at uh, Neiman Marcus in public relations. Mm-hmm. And it was very obvious to me early in that, uh, in that career that knowledge is empowering to consumers. So if you feel you understand what you're buying and how to best use it, because you've had direct access to the authority on the product and in the industry, then you become the expert and want to share that with others. There's a virality to that kind of confidence in your consumption. So, so yeah, I absolutely beauty. Um, but I wouldn't discount, uh, all, all areas of retail, really, because that knowledge transfer is key. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the tech sector was so heavily information driven. Um, and I could totally see this being adapted by all kinds of sites in that sector as well. You know, we also have had some events with financial institutions like Cap One. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, anything where there is a deep a, a need for deep, deeper education uh, that feels inaccessible. I think that's those are where we're. Those are the industries we'll look to next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it might be interesting to think about the business to business sector as well. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I worked in um, the agency world for many years, and I was always impressed, you know, with the way that the business to business communications managers engaged, you know, their business clients, um, and took the time to really raise the bar, you know, on conferences and, you know, uh, educational the educational component, and they really rise to the occasion, you know, because they're they're hungry for the information as well. It is interesting in that sector how people take the time to become culturally in tune 
to both industry and individual businesses. And so, yeah, absolutely. I can see the opportunity to have these kind of more interactive conversational events. Right. And you've been there, you know, you spent many years in corporate business strategy and management. So why and how did you take the leap uh, to tech entrepreneur? Well, I was a management and strategy consultant for uh, the better part of a decade, and I could live anywhere with an airport. And so I was living in New Orleans and I was flying out on Monday mornings to places like New York or Denver, or Lithuania, and flying back. Just, just Lithuania? <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, I'm just thinking about all the far corners of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where you'll go for a project because uh, the, because these companies that we were servicing really had a global presence. Sure. And I was thinking about, um, you know, I, I was I was with some of my friends in New Orleans, and one uh, person in particular is a, was a drag artist and a performance artist. And he would prop his iPhone up on a window ledge and FaceTime you. And he would give you a two minute sort of performance taste bite and (laughs) hang up and FaceTime the next person. And he would work down a list of like 30 people until, you know, he was done. And if you didn't answer, you got kicked off the list. And so I would be at a steakhouse in Midtown with a bunch of um, our financial services clients. And I, I would be like, I have to take this and ultimately hand the phone over to them because uh, they were just so engrossed in this, this interactive moment and uh, wanted to get on his list. And so I started thinking, I've got to, I've got to find a way for him to be able to video call multiple people at once. Um, because he was really feeding off the energy of his audience, you know, streaming back to him and, uh, and monetize it. And so that's where the idea of the callist was, was sort of born. And thankfully, because in my consulting experience, I always sat at that intersection of business and technology, uh, I had the wherewithal to kind of start to move toward what that product would look like, you know, through various conversations was introduced to my co-founder, Doug McKay, who is a very, you know, sophisticated technologist who's never met a problem. Um, <laughs> and, and we were off and running and it took us a few years to to get to the point of plugin, because initially we thought, you know, this is an app marketplace for interactive events. And that is, you know, sort of how we were talking about it four years ago, but Matt cosmetics, who was our first customer said, love this, love interacting with our community this way, hate that we have to do it on yet another platform. And we said, no ego, we'll create a plugin And these interactions can live in the space where you want to drive your community members and your customers and, and sort of keep them. Wow. That's such a great story. You're a very good friend. (laughs) (laughs) It is so interesting though, how something that feels kind of unrelated can be the inspiration to something really powerful. I think that's the beauty of the community that I've found in New, in New Orleans is, you know, people of many different persuasions. And, and so I don't know if uh, I, I remember reading in my early twenties, this book called the Medici effect. Mm-hmm. And it's just this idea of uh, solutions 
to problems found in sort of seemingly unrelated areas of life. And so I've, that concept of sort of always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that is an amazing book. So what's next? Is there anything that you can share with us about your plans for the spring or summer? Any, any new projects that you can talk about? Gosh, we have so much coming up. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I think something that really excites me is that we're becoming more and more accessible. So, uh, so we will we will always give that attention and white glove service to our big global brand partners. But not everyone has the the capacity to engage us in that way. And so we have created and launched a site generator. That's a two-step process for standing up a branded site where you can host your virtual events. And so think Squarespace level of ease uh, and and truly just minutes. Uh, And then we are also going to make our Shopify app public and available to everyone, which follows this a similar process of just plugging all of your brand colors and images into a digital form that shows up as a page on your e-commerce site. And so, and and we want it to be that easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something big and exciting uh, to me is that the entertainment industry has started to embrace party rooms. So that kind of watch party, uh, you know, hanging with your friends sort of experience. And we have a few live music moments taking place this summer. So friends can grab virtual group tickets and enjoy a live show together, no matter where they are in the world. Wow. That is an area that is ripe for improvement for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's something that, you know, we toy around with privately. Doug uh, has a group of people all over the country that he and his wife watch movies with. And so it was kind of that idea that sparked this next wave of feature development, which people adopted early. I mean, I think we didn't have those features for a week before huge brands were using them. Yeah, no, it makes so much sense because it really has not been very satisfying. You know, the idea has been great of of watch parties and, you know, enjoying entertainment together, but the experience hasn't been great. And we want to change that. I mean, it should be really simple. And I think that's kind of, we're always, you know, you, you talked a little bit about our, our sort of orientation to give people more agency over their experience, but we also want to keep that really simple and straightforward. So we, we worked with, uh, New York fashion tech lab, which is an accelerator, uh, that I that that we participated in a couple of years ago to do their finalist demo day and or pitch day pitch pitch day and so all of their retail executive partners got into a watch party room and had these finalist companies pitch to them and they could talk amongst themselves they could still raise their hand and the companies could answer their questions, but there was sort of this uh, intimacy among the retail executives so they could still have that space to discuss who who of these emerging companies was going to be selected for this program, which was mm-hmm. another really cool application of that dynamic. Right. So much more effective than trying to do that in a little chat box somewhere. Right. I would imagine. Yeah. Or in a Zoom where you're a little bit more exposed. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so when you were talking about making it all more accessible, 
does that also mean that the business model is such that maybe smaller or middle-sized brands have more access to the call list? Well, this is meant to be a pay-as-you-go affordable tool. So absolutely. And, and brands and smaller brands are using it in different ways. So some are using it for small appointment-based uh, we, we call them all events, but they're just, you know, they would just be appointments, you know? So if a skincare brand has a set of dermatologists, for example, who they work with and answer questions about their products, they might have office hours and people can pop in and out of those. Or I, we've even seen the case where they are, uh, they're requiring a $20, you know, appointment holder, and then they can use that $20 towards product. So there is a, there is sort of a, an approach to conversion that makes a lot of sense for these smaller brands uh, to be able to connect with their community, but make the time worthwhile. Yeah. I think, I think that's brilliant because, you know, they are often kind of caught, you know, in the middle and, and suffer a little bit. Um, because they can't take advantage of, you know, these, these more expensive tools. So, and I'm even thinking like, what an improvement on the FaceTime store tours, you know, that we were seeing, especially last summer when people were really ready to go shopping again, but were afraid to step inside, you know. Absolutely. And, and we talk about, you know, when we talk about these party rooms, we've also talked, um, to fashion brands about, Hey, can you jump into one of these rooms with sure? If you want, you know, your mom or a girlfriend, but also a a stylist or a sales associate and be a part of a bigger fashion presentation, you know, Mm -hmm. so you can have access to a beautifully produced trunk show, uh, for example, but you also have the personal attention of your, your, you know, local or regional stores, stylist or, or sales associate who can pop in and out of these rooms and sort of answer any questions. Yeah, that's awesome. That's something that I could apply right away. So we will definitely have to talk. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, really, it's totally applicable to some things that are, are going on um, for our summer and fall plans. Um, awesome. So any final thoughts or words, anything that you would like our, our audience to know or remember before we sign off? Just that I, I think, I guess for any brands who are or retailers or, or agencies who are listening, as, as I'm sure they already know, this isn't going away, right? We didn't start this company in a pandemic. We started this years ago with an eye on the trends and how people are are interacting online. And I think that there is a real opportunity as we move back into this physical and digital sort of hybrid space. Don't forget your far reaching communities. And uh, we would love to work with brands who are thinking about how you marry those in-person events with the digital space and making that special for your communities everywhere. That's great. And I see so much potential for you to scale and just wish you all the best. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. This was so fun. I'm so glad you were here. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for listening to the Pop-Up Biz Podcast, where something new is always popping. For guest ideas or to innovate your next pop-up, email me at susan at popupsummer.com. 
Also, head over to our social media channels on Facebook and Instagram at Pop-Up Summer. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to your Apple Podcast app, scroll through the episodes, click on five stars, and leave a review. Thank you.